Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Entertainment Now Podcast. My name is Nick. My name is Ian. My name is Ian. I love dainty female. Hey, hey. What? Don't don't you're, genderize me. You're just a soft bitch. That's all. Just I can don't, say. don't genderize me. How dare don't, you? How Fuck dare you? Fuck how, you. How dare you assume my gender? <laughs> that's, that's so wrong. I shouldn't say that. Uh, you're the one who started. You you're the one who started all the genderizing. That's all. Oh, I'm whatever. I will say that uh, you know we typically have the videos up on our YouTube channel, but. <clears throat> This week and next week, we'll be, we are recording in person, so I will have just the audio up on our YouTube channel, uh, so it'll still be up there. Mm. Check it out. Give us the old thumbs up and all the youtube kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, if you're listening to us on your podcatcher, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Uh, in that review, you can tell Ian to go to hell. It's okay. I completely understand. I I completely understand. It'd be fine with me. I don't care. <laughs> what's, uh, what's been going on, Ian? Um... What do I usually say when you ask me that? Absolutely nothing. There you go. Absolutely nothing. It's like a magic answer. I know. I've asked you, like, we've been doing podcasting for, what, uh, almost seven years now? Yeah, it'll be seven years in January. Damn. And for almost seven years, I've been asking you the same question, like, every single episode. So what's been going on, Ian? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Well, I mean, I could, there really isn't anything to say, but even if, like, there was something going on. It's either going to be something good or something not good. So if there's nothing, you do understand that. Like I'm not necessarily asking what's been going on, like in your personal life. You can just talk about like anything. It's an opportunity to talk about anything you want. Oh, what's been going on? Um, Has anything been going on lately? Because I've got something I'm going to talk the about. The world's burning. The world is is. I mean, is the world really burning though? Metaphorically. Yes. Metaphorically. Yes. Um, I mean, well, parts of it are really legitimately yeah, I mean, burning. Um, but yeah, but metaphorically, let's let me rephrase that. The world itself is not burning. The human race is burning. Well, that's I mean, it's, is that necessarily a bad thing? I mean, no, but I, I will mean, say the Thanos was right. <laughs> I'm on Thanos. I, side. I'm actually thinking Thanos was a little like he was. He didn't go far enough. <laughs> um, it's a half. He should have done like a two thirds. I don't know. I really legitimately legitimately think that the human race. Has had its chance. Oh, I think we need to get out of the way and let another species evolve, and maybe they can do better. I, was, I mean, the aliens. I was I, so speaking of aliens. <clears throat> this is not what I, I was wasn't at. speaking about aliens. You were. But, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said speaking of aliens. It was, it was me. It was a self-serving. Up, but... It was a self-serving segue. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind having a segue. Those are kind of fun to ride. Anyway, yeah. different kind of segue. I was reading something. I don't know if I was reading something. This is not what I wanted to talk about, but. Uh, just recently something came out, actually it might have been like a uh, Instagram reel or something, but there was this guy talking about how the human race <clears throat> is really an alien race and how aliens came down, the same aliens that we've been seeing up in the sky for forever, came down like millions of years ago and started evolution, the evolutionary process. Mm-hmm. That's an old, old, old view. Yeah, they've been talking about that for decades. But it's something my that, dad is actually a partial believer of that. Is he really? Yeah. I don't see. That's kind of what I was going to say though. Is like I don't necessarily not believe it. I don't necessarily believe it either. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an interesting theory. I think we have that, a, we have so, enough of an understanding of evolution to know that something would have evolved to a to this point, possibly yeah. given the the conditions on the planet. Anyway. 
So what I think that is is just the idea that because humans are, we consider ourselves a paragon of animals, that it couldn't have happened natural as a natural occurrence. Yeah, there has to be some kind of interfe- intervention, whether it be um, divine or alien. The, people just can't wrap their brains around the fact that this just happened as as, as a natural course. And I think it's because it's like, I think most people accept the fact that it evolution, natural evolution, it is possible. For natural, well, obviously for, for, we're here. Hold it's on, hold on. Possible. For natural evolution to take place to get us where we are now, mm-hmm. but I think it's also like the probability of that happening is like astronomical. And you're dealing with uh, I know astronomical yes. reality. Yes, so I know it's I know. So that's what I'm saying though is like I the the thing. Is, so I understand that I, I've heard that also before that like uh, it was alien intervention that started evolution. Or the human evolution. But the thing that the video was talking about was, and I'm not sure if the the theory, the old theory that you were saying is the same thing, but that it was actually, they came here to create a slave race. Yeah, that's... That's, that's, that's all part old. of it? That's super, yeah. It's, 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 if, if, it's if, interesting. So any of you out there who might be like in your 40s or 50s or 60s for sure, but... Um, who have had dealt with issues of insomnia at some point in your life, you would have come across, at least in the 90s, uh, a radio program on 800 AM called Coast to Coast with Art Bell. Oh, yeah, I remember that show. Okay. 1 AM to 4 PM, or 4, 1 AM to 4 AM every night, or was it 5 AM? It might have been 5. It was, I think it was a four-hour show. Every night, Monday, seven days a week, and he would talk about this shit. And he had people on all the time who talked about the seeding of, of Earth by alien races. And sometimes it was about as an, just an experiment. A lot, sometimes it was about slave races. Um, sometimes it was about warring alien races coming down and creating different types of people. That's why there's differences in, in, our, in our looks and everything. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. I'm going to see if I can find that video real quick. Let me give me, give me one second here. Um, let me, I think this is it here. Oh, hold on. I got to figure out how to rewind that stupid thing. <laughs> hold on. I got to do an old person uh, technology thing here. You're old. You're an old man. Hold on. Let me see if I can restart it. What the Mayans never it's kind of long, but hold on. The ancient civilization of the Maya is one of the most fascinating and mysterious civilizations in history. Their remarkable and sophisticated culture known for their awe-inspiring architectural wonders. Built with machine-like accuracy in a time where spears and arrows were used to hunt, such as towering pyramids, sprawling cities, and intricate temples. They also developed one of the most complex writing systems of any ancient civilization, which allowed them to record their history, religious beliefs, and astronomical observations with great precision. They also made significant advances in mathematics and astronomy, Creating calendar. Mad that there is only literally like six codex books remaining out of the hundreds that would have been available to us had the. So it's a long video, but that's where she was like, that's where kind of started, like, started me so down the, that what, path. Were the minds the aliens or were they just. No, so that's what she was saying though is like, there you have like these ancient civilizations who are like all over the world 
are all like building like identical temples and pyramids and things like that. And there's got to be some way that, because obviously there was no nothing, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago that tied all these civilizations together. So the theory is, or what they were discussing in the video, because it's one of those stitch videos where, and it yeah. kind of goes on. She talks about other stuff also, but uh, that basically what she was talking about is an alien race came down and individually like helped all these different civilizations around the world. And that's why like you've got pyramids on every single continent. And it's Do not, we though? There are, there are pyramids everywhere all over the world. In North America? Well, Mexico. That's South America. That's Central America. Well, Central well actually, America. I'm North sorry. America. I'm sorry. Mexico is North America. Oh, is it? Yes. But not in like Canada or the, well, you know, the U.S. There's no pyramids there. There's no pyramids in the U.K. or Southern Europe. But there are like ever there, like there's there, no pyramids in Russia. So not all over the world. There's, they're, they're, there's pyramids in. in you're Austin. correct. They're not in every single country, but they are. There are pyramids. There's a, you can go online. There's a map yeah. of all the pyramids across the world, and there's so. Like, so what you're saying is 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 how could these civilizations who are thousands and thousands of miles apart create similar structures, and then not take into account that you know geometry is universal. Yeah. And these are geometric shapes. Yes. I mean, and these are like very primitive people, also that are they're using very. Uh, I mean, the the pyramids in Egypt are like precisionly. I mean, there's such precision made in those in, in all of them really, there was a, across the world. There was a Spanish mathematician. I think he was a monk too. He determined the circumference of the planet with just a stick, and he was exact on his numbers. Yeah, it's it's really not. Yes, it's 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 remarkable. It's astonishing. It's awe-inspiring. But you I mean, don't look you at don't the, need aliens or divine intervention for that. I mean, you look at something like the Antikytherium, which is something that was like even today we still don't understand it fully. And that was, you know, how many thousands of years ago was that? Right. You know, and that was able to accurately predict all these different astronomical events and uh, you know, years in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, Humans have a very strong capability for finding patterns and things. Yeah. Especially things that repeat, like astronomical phenomena. I mean, we, we're, we see the same thing every night based on our position. But the, the Antiquity Theorem was able to predict things that hadn't happened in I'm not, I'm not familiar yet. with that theorem, so I don't know. That's So you've seen the Dial of Destiny, right? We saw it together. That Is was, that what that was talking about? Yes. That's, oh. it was, the whole movie was about the Antichai Theorem. There was, was an actual device that was found at the bottom of the ocean. Mm. And they've never found anything like that before, or I mean, ever since. Um, it was not found at the bottom of the ocean. I believe Indiana Jones got it from a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the real one. The real one. Oh, wow. Well. Because it is a real thing. But. Maybe we have two different definitions of real, Nick. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so yeah, it was interesting that like watching that video really kind of like sent me. D- and I don't typically go off down those like weird rabbit holes, but no. it definitely sent me is, one. Is it? I mean, in the realm of possibility, anything's possible. I'm, I mean, I'd be willing to to explore that. I guess first I'm, off, you'd have to believe that aliens exist, right? To, Which I do, but I don't believe they're visiting us. At least. Not like that. Yeah. I just, 
any any race that has the ability to travel is either going to come here to do one of three things. One, they're going to observe us to get a better understanding of their own evolution and their own history, as we would do if we were in that position. Yeah. They're going to come here. That's possibility one. Possibility two, they're going to come here, see how primitive we are, and they're going to enslave us. Yeah. Because we can be enslaved by them because they have all that technology. Or three, they're going to come here and just wipe us out because we're like ants to them. Yeah. So And they haven't, none of those possibilities, or two of those possibilities haven't happened yet. The other one is is the most likely. So there's no intervention. I just don't see the intervention side of it. There's, I, I don't remember the guy's position. I believe he was British. But there is somebody from like a former military, I don't know if he was like a military person or somebody from the government. I believe it was from the UK who came out not that long ago and said that it was, I think it was since the, 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 you, the alien hearings here in the U S if you can call them that, well, whatever, yeah. uh, talked, came out and said that the UK has evidence that, uh, aliens have come to the, come to the, to the earth or come to earth and that they have not been friendly also hmm. like well, they've done a good job of hiding their unfriendliness. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, what unless I'm... we're talking lizard aliens that are in control of everything, Illuminati style. Yeah. You know, but that's, I mean, at I, some I, point. So the way I look at it is I think it's more likely that any race of aliens that would be coming here would not be friendly. Well, I mean, because we only have human ex- human history as an example, and every technologically advanced group that has gone from one place to another has not been friendly yeah so using that as an example you're right but i think oh you mean like when christopher columbus quote unquote discovered discovered the new world yeah yeah um and just brought all of his disease right which to be fair he would have done anyway because there was probably a difference in in in, um genome of bacteria oh yeah i'm sorry yeah absolutely he did it he kind of did it on purpose too so yeah i mean I think there'd be more evidence of an unfriendly alien race. I mean, we would, why would they care? Why would they care to hide if they're unfriendly? Yeah. It wouldn't make any sense. And if they're controlling us, I mean, I kind of think they're doing a shitty job. I mean, if their if their end, end result is for us to destroy ourselves, I guess that's probably good. Yeah, the, but then, that, that but plan then is what's, in motion. But what's the point of that? Why not just wipe us out themselves? Yeah. They have the technology. There's no way they don't if they were able to get here in the first place. Yeah. I guess that uh, I guess I don't know. Maybe, maybe they are waiting till we reach a certain evolutionary step that you know that would be useful to them. Maybe I don't know. I, I know, but if we get too far, I mean, then then we become more of a. I mean, the farther we go, the more likely we can at least fight. put up some somewhat of fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, all we need is Will Smith and a fighter jet, right? Or. <laughs> Or and Bill Pullman as president is that who was? <laughs> I was going to say or Jeff Goldblum as the guy who uses Windows ninety five to create a virus to wipe out the entire, yeah. <laughs> the entire uh, alien fleet. But hey, as someone who actually likes those movies a lot, including the second one, yeah, which I don't know why people shit on that so badly. It no, was, the second one wasn't bad. It was decent. I thought. I mean, for, I think the first sequel, one. The first one was a lot better, right? But. For a sequel that came out what almost twenty years after, twenty years after the fact, yeah. 
I say that was a pretty damn good film, and it set up a third film very well. And because no one wanted to see it, and yeah. people. I mean, some of the complaints in that movie were just. Oh yeah. Terrible. Well, people find the stupidest shit to shit on a movie with. And but. it's funny because they shit on the movies that are decent, and they they praise the movies that are garbage. Yeah. It makes me sick sometimes. That's how the aliens are going to get us. <laughs> By convincing us to like shitty things <laughs> and hate good things. So speaking of, uh, well, I guess your opinion uh, of good things might uh, differ than everyone else's, but there was uh, some big news in the movie realm that uh, just happened within the last couple of days. And that is the, so there was a, uh, so Taylor Swift is doing a video or, or a movie for her. I, I saw it. I, mean, I saw about it. So it, it, I guess it broke the record set by Avengers Endgame for most tickets ever sold in a 24-hour period for uh, for through AMC. Yeah, I, I you know what? I'm really starting. I think I might have found God because th- <laughs> I really truly believe that only someone who sold their soul to the devil could really be accomplishing what she's accomplishing with her not bad but relatively mediocre music. Well, I mean, that's your opinion. There's a lot it of people. It is my opinion. There's a lot of people but, that absolutely love her. I would love to see more artists do this, though. No, I agree. Well, like, they used to. I mean, they used to make it a big theatrical like thing. Yeah. Well, know? I mean, Metallica did it with S and M. With seventy, didn't they do the same? They the the theater shows for for yeah, seventy two seasons. Yeah, I don't think it was the same. But it wasn't a live concert, was it? I'm talking about like they used to do yeah. live concerts in theaters like yeah. that. You know, like. You know, f- film it like song remains the same by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. That was a big theatrical release, yeah. or well, at least a, a minimal or yeah. med- medium sized theatrical release. Yeah, I would love to see more artists do. I think that's a great, especially with, look. I'm, even though the tickets are like, I think the tickets are like twenty bucks. Yeah, for, well, they're twenty for adults, and they're cheaper if you're a teen, uh, kid or a senior. So I would much rather. I mean, obviously, you're going to see a movie and not a, a live performance. Right. But I still think you, twenty it, bucks is too much for a fucking movie ticket. But well, I mean, but compared to Four to six hundred dollars for a concert ticket. I mean, well, you shouldn't be paying that much for a fucking concert ticket either. I have. I know you have, and it's ridiculous. I, well, it's ridiculous. I the, and don't get me wrong. I've paid. I've spent one hundred and fifty dollars at the high end. That's the most I've ever spent for a movie for a concert ticket. But I've spent as low as twelve dollars for a fucking concert ticket. Yeah. It just it it, the, it makes no sense. The most I've ever spent for concert tickets. Or for when we saw Blink One Eight Two this year, and I would one hundred fucking percent do it again, and I will do it again. Yeah, well, again, I you, it's because how, how how much money you have constitutes how much money you're willing to spend. Very so, true. They're very true. Know. Very true. Uh, you know, when you have more disposable so, income, so I you, guess the Eras Tour in theaters for twenty dollars is better if you're you know from a low income family who happens to like Taylor Swift. There you go. Because you couldn't see them live, like all the rich people <laughs> you could get there were reasonably priced tickets to her show yeah they, they probably went 10 bucks and she could sit outside the stadium oh, whatever and listen. whatever you, know? you had to sit up high in the in the you stadium. were up high and you paid 600 fucking dollars i did not i did not i sat right next to the fucking stage ian you were behind the stage you we told were, me they were shitty seats. we were sides we were side stage up high no first row side stage we that were, is not what you told me. Yeah, we were literally. We, we were. I swear to Christ, you said they were terrible seats. You were behind the stage. No, no, and no, they no, were no. I said they were selling seats. You could sit behind the the, the stage, high up in the top of the bowl. Absolutely, those tickets are even cheaper. Those tickets are probably fifty bucks. But mm. yeah, no, I had really good seats when we saw her. I mean, they they could have been better because we were side stage, but still. Mm. 
I swore you said they were shitty seats. No, no. I said they. I said you could have bought shitty seats. Is what I said. Because mm. I was even surprised. Like the people, the poor people that were sitting uh, in the like nosebleed section behind the stage. Like the for the money you spent for those tickets, you could have just stayed at home and listened to it because right. You couldn't see. I mean, you, well, you, now you can. You're, you're for twenty li- extra bucks. Yeah, you're literally just watching it on a screen because that's all. you No, I, I think it's a good idea as far as like, you know, I don't have. A, I think you know, artists could do that. The problem is, is that music is much more niche. So, you know, an artist like Taylor Swift or Metallica, you know, it would be justifiable to do a theatrical release because you're going to sell tickets for yeah. it. But there's, you know, no one's going to pay to go to the movie theater to see. MXPX, at least not enough to justify putting in theaters. Well, MXPX does something different. They actually do it for free on their website. Right, but I'm saying these grand theaters. You're talking, talking, every artist has done the YouTube thing. I'm talking about these grand theaters. And what I'm talking about is bigger bands, obviously. Right. So, I mean, it's only justifiable for, like, the big bands. It's not something that I think could take off for the music industry in general. But but the, the thing I like about it is... Because we've talked about it multiple times uh, on the podcast here that, you know, movie theaters are dying. Mm. And they have been dying for the last several years. They were dying before the pandemic. But the I think the pandemic really kind of... Streaming is what's killing them, though. It's and But this is a great way to get people, more people, into movie theaters. I don't is see it not? How. how. How is it not? How is this any different than a movie... Well, it's not. No, it is. It is. And it's going to get people in, but then it's going to be gone. And then what do you replace that with? Do you just have Taylor Swift do one every year to boost theater sales? Or I'm talking talking about- There's only a handful of bands I think could pull this off. You don't think so? I think I could probably name 10 bands off the top of my head. And I guarantee you, none of them are ones I would go see. But they're huge bands. I guarantee if Drake did one, he'd pull in big, big, uh, big amounts of people. Kanye West pulling a shitload of people. Yeah. There's probably a, a half a dozen country artists that are probably pulling a lot of people. Yeah, you know? I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying that that's not what's going to save the theaters. I'm not saying it by itself is going to save theaters. No. It definitely add a big a big bonus or a big boost to to, to movie sales and concession theaters, sales, especially since right now, like we're going to a period with with this with, with the strike going. Right. That I mean, who knows what the what the the fate of theaters are. At this theaters point. had had a shit gig, shit deal from the get go. They yeah. the, they had the benefit, you know, up until the nineteen late nineties late nineteen seventies to the nineteen eighties, where they were pretty much exclusive. TV didn't even get anything until theaters were done with it. Yeah, so they were able to make money well at the rates that the studios were paying them. Yeah, because that's what it ultimately boils down to. It's how much the studio the the studio allows the theaters to keep from yeah. their ticket sales. And as you see with the when when you know VHS and home home video was starting to come out, it started to hurt the theaters, and that's when the concessions started going up in price because yeah. that's how they were that that was how they that's were how making they, the, they offset the the cost you know so right, and that kind of continued on until you start hitting the streaming thing because theaters were fine they were they were struggling but they were making it yeah one streaming hit and now you got brand new movies that would normally be released theatrically being dropped on on streaming services. Mm-hmm. Theaters didn't couldn't compete with that because yeah. they, they can only charge so much for their fucking popcorn. Yeah. And now to get people in, they're selling their popcorn even cheaper, you know, with coupons and stuff, mm-hmm. deals. So, but I mean, like her concert will probably. I mean, it, it'll probably pull in a billion fucking dollars. I mean, it's, <sighs> and that's what I'm saying though is if you have 
if she's able to do that and, you know, a dozen or two other artists do that, and obviously not all at one fucking time, but right. spread out over a couple of years, man, that'd be a big boost and, to And movie theaters movie will get theaters. like 1% of that at best. That's fine. That's a lot more than what they were getting if they, weren't, if they weren't doing True, it. True, but, you know... I don't know. I don't think anything can save the theaters other than the people just going and seeing other fucking movies. Yeah. You know? And here's the other thing. You know, in- people are going to the theaters. I mean, fucking movies are still making what Barbie made a billion dollars. I know. So people are going to the theater. I know. So, the, but the other thing is, there's still a lot of people out there that might be kind of hesitant to go to a movie theater. Yeah. And maybe something like this it, 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 you know, brings them. Is, is enticing enough to bring them to the movie theater. So what do you think maybe they're they will afraid be of? Just being around a shitload of people, or they right. just don't want to be around so, a shitload of people. But Taylor Swift will fix that? I, I, I'm i sure that, uh, or I'm not saying just her, but things like this could entice people that are less willing to go out to the movie theater mm. to actually start going back to the movie theater more regularly. Because this is what I see. I see most likely anyone who went to her concerts is going to, do this going to see it in the theater and there's not going to be a lot of extra beyond that which is still a lot that's still a ton of money but every fucking taylor swift fan went and saw her in concert that's how her concerts sold so high not everyone went and saw her concert no i didn't most people who don't like her i would say i would probably say a majority of her fans didn't get didn't go to see her well that's because she priced herself out of that market and then only fucking celebrities she she didn't she didn't price herself out because the concert sold out in a matter of fucking minutes so you can't say she priced herself out she probably could have charged even fucking more and made more money off of it all i see this is and this is just the socialist in me all i see is people who have money spending a thousand fucking dollars a ticket to see a 30 year old girl who's, who's talented, but her music is not that great. It is that good. It is fucking bland. It is white. It's white girl music. No, it's yes, not it is. It's so fun. It is. It is the epitome of vanilla. I, I, that is your opinion. That is a, and I would say that's probably a minority. Opinion. I don't give a shit. It's true. It's fucking boring. I, it's what I would listen to if I'm really struggling to fall. And Ian, there's probably a lot of people out there that find a lot of your music. Very boring and that's, also. and that's fair. That's completely fair. I'm just saying no one's paying a bill, a thousand dollars a ticket to listen to my music, but there is for hers. That doesn't mean, it, that, that could, doesn't mean it's because, good because the, <laughs> Because there are enough people out there that want to see the, the. I think there's enough people out there who are who, who the devil's controlling because she sold her fucking soul to the no, devil. Whatever. I'm going sorry. Back to my, going back to my original point on all this, I would love to see more bands do this. Yeah. Because and, well, let me finish my my statement just so everyone can clear what I meant by socialist in me. You got people spending a thousand dollars to for on tickets, and there's fucking starving children in this country. Oh my god, Ian! You can fucking say that for anything. Yeah, you can. How dare you spend two hundred or three hundred thousand dollars on a house concert. when there's people out there that don't have houses? That's the most ridiculous. Well, argument. the housing market's fucking inflated anyway. But that's the most. People re- are paying. That's the most ridiculous like, argument. Is it a wrong argument? Because you can literally make that argument for anything. You you could. And how dare you spend twenty five thousand dollars on a brand new car? You should have bought a car for a third of that price and then donate it to other people that don't have cars. That's why I said it's an asinine yeah. argument. Yeah. Well, $25,000 for a car is actually pretty cheap. <laughs> I know. That's now, what, that's what used car, that's what now, used cars nowadays, are going for. Nowadays. And actually, so that's what I'm saying. I'm know. saying that that argument, it, it's, a straw, I, it's a straw man argument. It is. It is. You're not wrong. And it is easily broken apart. 
but it's just so ridiculous what people that spending a thousand dollars for a three hour show yeah that's such a third or first world fucking thing and it's so irritating i wouldn't spend that money on my favorite artist if i got to meet them there's a lot of people out there that would. And now, granted, I will say that her tickets were not a thousand dollars a piece. No, there. Are, I know people specifically who spent a thousand dollars on tickets. If you wanted to buy them third party, they were sure. And, Doesn't matter. I don't like, care if we, I don't. I don't care who was getting that thousand dollars. You do not spend a thousand dollars for you, a fucking if concert. If you have that kind of disposable income and you want to spend it that way, so be it. I don't yeah, care. Not, I'm, I can't tell you how to spend your fucking money. It's still obscene. I mean, you are, but like, no, I'm not. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm telling you, I think it's obscene. I'm not telling you you can't do it. It's still, a, it's still fucking obscene. Whatever. It's you know, it's it's whatever people want to do with their money. I don't really care. I don't care. I I care when it comes I, to that, but it's just. <laughs> It's my, me caring doesn't change anything is my point. I can care and I can be angry about I, it. I just think it's, I just think it's odd that you don't see this as a huge boom to, to theaters because it's fleeting. Everything's fleeting though. It doesn't any have movie, to be any movie. Fucking end game was fleeting. I mean, mm. it, is that a, every movie that's ever been released is fleeting. Now, if, if Marvel had spent all the money they spent on their streaming mo- on their streaming shows, would they have six streaming shows? Something like that. Out officially now? If Marvel had, or Disney and Marvel had spent that money and made three decent movies to put in the theaters, that would have helped the fucking movie theaters. Not not one concert show movie. But I'm not saying one concert show. <laughs> not any, because they're not going to do it. There's not enough draw. You're right. The Drakes of the world, the Kanye's of the world yeah. can do it, but- they're not going to because they're not going to get. They're not going to make enough money. I, think I guarantee. I, I think you. I th- she won't be the only one that does this. No, there, there no, will be won't. more that do it. She won't. She won't. And I don't even know what kind of. I don't know how wide the release of this is either. Mm. I didn't see how many theaters it was going to be in, but if it's sold out that fast, it'll show up in every fucking theater, guaranteed. You'll be seeing everything. I mean, it, I mean, it, AMC for sure. But I don't know how. You know, I don't unless know. it's an exclusive deal. If it's an AMC Th- exclusive, that I don't deal, know either. I don't know. You know how. Then, then yeah, it'd only be uh, AMC, and then AMC theaters would be fine. Yeah, but honestly, because the other thing is, I have to remember is not only are people just buying tickets. Because you're right, the the theaters don't make a lot of money off no. of off of ticket prices. They don't even get but, anything from the ticket sales until the movie's been out for a month. Yeah. So basically, by the time everyone's seen it, is when they start getting a cut, and that's only twenty five percent. Yeah. At, at for the the fourth fifth week, and then they get fifty percent on the fifth or sixth week. But where they are going to make money is off of everything concessions, else concessions because yeah. they like rape people over. Oh, of course, prices, well they have to. I mean, you to. can't it's, argue with the fact that they have to. Yeah. It sucks, and I, don't get me wrong, but I always I always support it because I understand it. I get a popcorn, I get my pop, whatever. So I support it. But I was, that's why, that, and that's kind of where I was going with all this was yeah. if you had like two or three of these a year. I think that'd be kind of cool. I think it'd be yeah, it would be cool. I just don't think it'd be enough to save the theaters. I just don't in general. But like I said, it's not something. I'm not saying this is the end all be all solution. I'm just saying no. it's it's part of it, especially now that we're talking about who knows what the future of movies looks like with the with the strike. I mean, the strike's going to end. It's just when we say the but future of movies, it's the near future of movies. Everything's going to pretty much go back to the way it was. Yeah, it'll but just take a year after the strikes end for it to all catch up. That's, and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, that, and that's where I was going. Is like as a bridge to get us because right. once once everything once the the strike is settled, 
there's going to be a long period. There is. A lot of studios are starting to back up some of their tentpole movies, though. Yeah. So Dune's already been moved to next year. Um, there's a couple others that I know of. Um, but I know Dune for sure. Is, that's a big, big movie that's coming. Yeah. and that's. I'm kind of surprised that Disney hasn't moved back the Marvels. Uh, I thought they were talking about it. I thought I read something that they were talking about. I think they moved it back like by a month or something like yeah, that, but maybe. it's still scheduled for later this year. Oh, as a result of the Taylor Swift thing, they actually moved up the date for Exorcist Believer. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the 13th. It was the same day. And oh. then they moved it up a week or a couple of days or something like that. You, you, that's because of uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, they got Mission, Mission Impossible well, was released the same week as... Uh, as the Barbie movie. Right, and, and it hurt, yeah. And what was the Oppenheimer. other one? Oppenheimer. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but they're two kind of two different audiences, too. So it's like, I don't think you would have that. Although, I mean, the argument could be made that it's the same thing with Barbie and Mission Impossible, two different art, two different audiences. But yeah. I don't think they anticipated the crossover audience that they got with the Barbie movie. Yeah. Which there was a lot of it. There was a lot. There was a lot. As far as Exorcist, I, if they're, if they're smart, I don't know what the budget is on it. Uh, but if they follow the the their Halloween pattern, yeah, the movie's going to be a success no matter what. I mean, no one can go see it and they'll still make enough money to, yeah. to to be a profitable. So I'm not too worried about that. I don't really know why they matter because the Halloween 2018 had a 10 million dollar budget. That's it, 10 million dollars. That's fucking practically an independent film by these today's standards. Yeah. And, yeah, when you have all, it, when you've got movies with like, you know hundred hundred million dollar budgets and things like that. Yeah, and that's just starting point, you know, yeah. ten million for and so you figure with advertising it was probably twenty million, but it made two hundred million. Yeah, Exorcist Believer, it won't make two hundred million, but if it has a, a budget of say fifteen or twenty million, and then you add in another five to ten million for advertising, and it makes seventy million or a hundred million, it's, it's a huge success. Yeah. So that's that's the pattern that studios should be going with so they can increase their profits. And that might help because then they can take those profits and make other movies that are reasonably priced and decent and put them in the fucking <laughs> De- theater. Decent is the key word there. Right. I will say that there's probably more of an overlap with the Taylor Swift movie than you think. With The with, Exorcist? Yeah. Fan-wise, you have to, you have to remember you're talking about it's the devil uh, side of it. Isn't one, it? <laughs> one of the one of the most popular musicians in music history. Yeah. So I mean, the tri- there's I'm sure there's a good a yeah. fair share. When of we're all off, of that. when we're off radio, not tonight, but ne- one of these times I'm over here. I want you to play what you think is her 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 most exciting song. Song that is is something that might move me to prove me wrong about my my point about her being <laughs> fucking bland. It's just because it's not. It's like not your, she's rice cake. Because it's not your kind of music. That's why. It doesn't matter. There's a lot of music that's not my kind of music that I like. Mm. It's about how inciting it is. Mm. I don't know about that, Ian. <laughs> I'm not going to have this argument with you on, camera, on, on the radio. So. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's. I, I mean, I'm I'm surprised that she sold as many tickets as she did already. But I didn't see the exact number from AMC. But if you're breaking end game records, that's. That's got to be pretty damn good. That's got to be, that's a lot of fucking tickets. Yeah, it is. Or, well, we're talking about pre-sales, though. We're not talking about actual sales ticket sales. That's true. That's true. We're talking and, pre-sales. And, and it's not only, it's not just pre-sales. It's pre-sale, pre-sold tickets in a 24-hour period. Right. So, I mean, yes. I, I'm trying to think. I what the I know Metallica, it wasn't SNM. They thought they did something else. 
I, they did. They did something for seventy two seasons. Yeah, but was I think released. it was. I think it was just like uh, just like a couple theaters. It wasn't like wide like a wide release. I thought it was pretty widespread. I thought. No, I don't think so. I think it was limited. Okay. But they did do something theatrically. I don't know what it was, but they did something. I'm trying to think. Yeah, you said Song Remains the Same. There's been a couple other ones, though, but I can't. Well, Woodstock was theatrically released. Yeah. I mean, it's kind but of that the same was, thing. I mean, the, it's Wood- still a concert video. So, And that was a couple of years after. Was, yeah, I said, well, whenever the original um, album came out. Yeah. The funny thing is about that whole Woodstock thing is, man, they, that Woodstock film is something there where it's. Like almost like revisionist history because it tried its best to paint like this happy, fuzzy image well, for a lot of people it was. of Woodstock. But there was, I mean, there it, Woodstock was not great for a lot of people, also. I mean, it oh, was, oh no, it wasn't, it wasn't Woodstock 99. Yeah, that's true. The, I mean. Uh, with all the sexual assaults and everything that happened in '99, it's right. pretty, pretty, pretty hard to beat that one. But right. there was a. Did you ever see that documentary about the the '99 Woodstock? No, I haven't seen oh it. Oh my god, man! It was like I remember, and uh, I I don't remember watching any of it live. Like I remember when Woodstock '94 happened, I watched it yeah. part of it on pay per view because right. I saw the the uh, Green Day performance. Um, but with like the '99, there was like I don't remember who was on stage. Uh, I don't know if it was like Limp Biscuit or somebody, but they were like trying to control like the fire that was raging in the middle of the crowd. And like the, the band that was on stage, like egged the whole thing on. And like, uh, that's when people like started knocking things over. Well, that's and what you get when you bring and, Limp Biscuit anywhere. <laughs> I don't know if it was Limp Biscuit or if it was like, it could have been Red Hot Chili Peppers. It could it was somebody that was right. up on stage. I don't remember who it was, but, uh, they like egged like the crowd on and got them to like destroy more shit. It was just a, bad thing overall it was like i feel like it was like the end i don't know it is, I, I guess that's kind of when like the ugliness really kind of started showing through in society was like uh, that that late 90s period yeah or early 2000s for sure i, I still i still have my rose colored colored glasses on for most of the 90s yeah so but i think that was when like i i mean because i wasn't expecting that i was what 20 I wasn't expecting anything like that to fucking happen there. But I mean, no. like, I don't really, because I don't think anything like really bad happened in 94. No, 94 was actually probably better than 68 or 69. 69. I mean, it might have been. I mean, I, I think the lineup was better in, in 94, but. Uh, well, I mean. I mean, that's that's opinion, but. Would I rather see Green Day than Country Joe McDonald? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Even though I'd rather see Green Day than Bob Dylan, too. Yeah, there wasn't a. I was trying to remember. There was a, there was like, I think the Doors were supposed to do Woodstock, and then something fell through. Yeah. There was like a bunch of people that like had been invited, but for one reason or another, I don't know if it was just they the weren't getting paid or. Well, I I know with Tull, it was it was um, um, scheduling. Yeah. So, because they were they were in California when Woodstock was going on. Yeah. So. Well, I don't know. We were kind of long, so <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was going to start getting into our topic. Maybe we'll save our topic for, I guess we just kind of go through some of these real quick. Mm. Uh, so beginning of the month, we talk about new releases. We haven't done it. This is the first time since we since uh, season two started that we've done this. We've we'll make kinda, it real quick. We skipped the- well, we Stuff got, comes out in we got, we got like 10 or 15 minutes, so we can kind of talk about some of it. Mm. There's some really good- we, we talk about the movies and new releases that are coming out for the month. So this is all stuff that's coming out over the month of- September. I mean, I think September, 
there seems to be there's there's a bunch of horror stuff coming out over. Well, it's it's setting up for October. For, yeah, that's what I was getting at. It was mm-hmm. a lot of stuff kind of leading up to Halloween. The what? Nun is coming out. The new, Nun Two. I the should. Nun Two. Yeah. Uh, oh, there was a lawsuit. Uh, I didn't like the first Nun movie. There was a. I believe the the lady that plays the Nun. Or played the nun in the first movie. I saw she's in the second one. She's in the second one also. I guess there was some kind of lawsuit between her and the and the people that made the movie over her likeness that they were using. Mm, I thought I, I heard kinda, something, but not not that because I mean this is our fourth, third or fourth movie with this yeah. group making. I'd have to. Movies. I saw I saw it just like quickly in passing over the last couple of days, and I meant to like actually like look into it. But it was something along the, it was something that had to do something to do with her likeness that mm, let's uh, see uh, I'll, I'll do a quick Google Google search the the nun two comes out September eighth um I, there's uh, also September eighth is my big fat Greek wedding three which I didn't even know that they were that they had done a third one I'm not even I I didn't even know there was a fucking a second like, one? <laughs> no, I knew there was a second. There oh, was, was a, a TV second. series, too. Yeah, there was. Uh, I didn't know there was any story to have a part three, but okay, yeah. I guess there is. Let me guess. It's it's their kid getting married? I would assume so. Probably uh, something like that. Father of the Bride, part 10. <laughs> well, the, well, great, actually, great, great granddad walking a kid down the aisle. Father of the Bride. The, I, I like the first movie. I thought mm. the first movie was okay. Uh, you've also got uh, Haunting in Venice coming out September 15th. Oh, so just to clarify that, none. Yeah, she is uh, suing, but it's they haven't paid her fairly for merchandise with her likeness. Yeah, so yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, it was it was with uh, using her likeness, but yeah. uh, and then yeah, uh, haunting in Venice. Would you say we were? Uh, uh, it's a, it's a Hercule Poirot story, Agatha Christie. For those of you out there who might not know who that is, yeah, created the character Hercule Poirot. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. This is his third movie playing the character and directing. I believe he directed the other two. What were the other two? I, uh, I, Murder in the Orient Express was the first one. Oh, maybe I, I think I did see that. Death on the Nile, which just came out last year, by the way. I didn't even know he was doing a third one. Yeah. Um, and this one's coming out now. I haven't, I haven't even seen Death on the Nile yet, but uh, I'm super excited. Uh, Murder in the Murder on the Orient Express was really well done. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I saw That's that. That's been out for like a couple four years, years yeah. maybe three, four yeah. years. Um, and that was just super well done. Um, it's like probably the fifth version of that story i've seen so um at least third and i I would put it just equal with the best of them if you know if they're i wouldn't know how we quantify which one was better but yeah you know they're um or qualify which one was better uh but yeah it was well very well done i i I plan on seeing death on the nile so i probably won't catch this in the theater but who knows maybe maybe i will i wouldn't mind seeing it so. And then you get uh, the Expendables four coming out September. Which 22nd. I've never seen the other ones. I, I'm pretty sure I saw the first one, mm. but I did not see. I know I didn't see the second or third one. Mm. It's one of those like ensemble action movie yeah, kind of things. I, mean, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with them. I just, you know, and maybe now having gone and uh, basically binged watched the four John Wick movies, which are over the top action. Yeah, very well done. I'm probably more in a, a mindset to maybe go back and revisit those, but I'm not going to go to the theater. To no, yeah, that. it's, it's yeah. something I won't see in the theater. Mm. Uh, there's a new Spy Kids movie coming out, too, which I didn't even know they were still making those. Mm. Um, but uh, apparently this is a Robert Rodriguez rebooting the original Spy Kids franchise. So, oh, okay. I mean, at least you got somebody that knows what they're doing, doing well, a movie. Well, I mean, he did the originals, so. Yeah. So. That comes out uh, September 22nd. Robert Rodriguez also did Book of Boba Fett, so. 
which isn't bad. It's just not great. No, I don't think I saw it. It's, oh, it's not great. Maybe I did see it. I don't remember. I think I've seen I, so many. Honestly, more I think of it, it's not his fault. I think he was just, you know, they were they were expecting him to do something with so little. But, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, Robert Rodriguez is I mean, a fantastic, he's a fantastic. Yeah, he's an excellent he's, director. Yeah, he's a fantastic director. So. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else like really of note. Uh, it lives inside is another horror film that's yeah. uh, coming out. Uh, uh, there's something at the end of the month I was curious about. Um, oh. I, I, I accidentally closed out my list. Oh, did you? Yeah. Big surprise there, Ian. Uh, you got uh, Sam Jackson, Uma Thurman in the Kill Room coming out. Uh, that comes out September 28th. Um, oh, The Creator. We were talking about The Creator that, earlier. Yeah, I'm curious about that one. It's uh, That's Gareth Edwards, I believe. He did uh, Rogue One, which is really good. So it's about, uh, I'm guessing it's about autonomous ai it's sci-fi it's a sci-fi action film i don't really know what it's about i've never i didn't look it up it says the creator is hitting the cinema screens at a perfect time when a huge debate about autonomous ai is raging in the world uh gareth edwards known for directing rogue one uh has directed the sci-fi action thriller film with no, with a well-known cast of uh, john david washington uh I don't know. Uh, and Sturgill, Sturgill Simpson's in it, too, apparently. It looks really good. I mean, it's very, you know. For any people out there that know who Sturgill Simpson is. Uh, um, yeah. I uh, it, lo- it looks good. I'm actually more excited about Rebel Moon from Zack Snyder. What? But that's going straight to streaming, so it kind of goes against what I was arguing earlier. But um, There's another Saw movie coming out? Yeah, and that's what I was going to bring up. Uh, Saw X. I'm Wait, not, so it's, it's not Saw it's 10? It's technically... It's technically Saw 11. Really? Is it? Because, so you had the one through eight, then you had Jigsaw. That's, oh, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm adding, okay. One through seven, then Jigsaw was eight, and then Spiral was nine, so this is ten, yeah. So that, that makes sense. But still. So this is this is set between Saw and Saw 2. Which, you know, is fine if there's story to tell there. But the problem I have with that is, how do you have an actor who's now 20 years older, actors, because there's multiple actors coming back, yeah. who are 20, year old, 20 years older than they're supposed to be in, in this movie. It just, it you know, it doesn't work. It's kind of the same problem you had when you and they did um, Red Dragon 11 years after Sons and Lambs, but it takes place before Sons yeah. and Lambs. You've got an Anthony Hopkins who's 11 years older and looks it. It doesn't work. It just, you know. But doesn't... Doesn't Tobin Bell die in the third movie? He doesn't. I, 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 was trying, I don't know why. Spoiler I was alert for a fifteen-year-old movie. Yeah, exactly. So the this new movie takes place between one and two, and he right. like he goes to Mexico to find a try to find a cure for his cancer. Yeah, it's kind of like the the plot line for for the movie. Right. So, I mean, it's a good way to bring characters back without being supernatural, because that's the only other fucking way you get Tobin Bell back. Yeah. Although they did a pretty good job of like showing it as backstory in the in the you know four through seven, yeah. But when it's all said and done, I just I I to be honest though I haven't seen Jigsaw or Spiral yet, so no. You know I I stopped with seven. I figured it's called the final chapter. Maybe we should leave it there. Um, that being said, maybe I should go back. Spiral got really mixed reviews, so. I was never a big fan of the Saw movies anyway, but... Um, I guess it depends on how you watch them. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I liked the first one. Because it was but, original. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. After, like, the second or third one, they just seemed like 
it was just gore for gore's sake. Almost. It kind of became that, and it. I don't think it was intentionally like, oh well, just selling the gore because they had some story. They had a story there. They were yeah. telling a story. Um, but their goal was to up the ante on all of the traps every movie, so it does become more. But you know, the same thing happened with slashers. You yeah. know, it it became less about the characters and more about how the characters got killed. Yes, which is fine. I you know, as a horror you mean like film, putting dunking someone's head in like. Uh, uh, liquid nitrogen, liquid nitrogen is shattering the face. Yeah, then... which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> as unrealistic as it is, that scene is still yeah. iconic. Yeah, and it's Even from though, a movie that no one fucking likes, other than me. I'm like the oh, only know, person know, on this earth that likes Jason Ten X. Jason Ten. It's it. Jason X because technically it takes place after Freddy versus Jason. It has Whatever. to. So it's X. It's ten. But anyway. <laughs> we'll, we can leave it there. Any questions <laughs> or comments, you email us at entnowpod at gmail.com. Uh, if you're watching this on, on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. If you're listening to the, on your favorite podcatcher, make sure you leave us a five-star review. You can tell Ian how wrong he is about everything. Or, <laughs> or you can actually listen to her fucking music and Whatever. realize how fucking bland it is. Whatever. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's all we got, man. Until next time. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Play my role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you some cobras, you wanna hang? Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for that fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it Know that y'all sick as fuck, here go this tissue bro We taking the dub, hoping you get you some This here like a pick me up, she taking my drugs Know they see the sign, that's some dollar signs Know they sick as fuck, know they sick as fuck Tell get well soon, tell them get well soon Know you sick as fuck, get well soon Oh shit, watch out you the car, Billy, oh shit